This is the Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by the Chicken Yogi, Kit Kilstow. Kit creates neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. Look for wellness as unique as you are and find your own path with the Chicken Yogi way. Learn more and receive a free gift when you subscribe to their newsletter at chickenyogi.com. And now, today's show. and welcome to this week's episode of the Chicken Yogi Show. On the blog lately, I've been talking a lot about connection, and that has sparked some thoughts about how we think about health and wellness, as well as how we think about other things. For example, energy work, manifestation, and even, although this is kind of a dirty word to some people, the law of attraction. And so what I want to kind of talk to you about today on this week's episode is where our current thinking on health and wellness, as well as manifestation and mindset, goes awry, goes wrong. Because something that I have really noticed as I have been more and more in the health and wellness space is two things. One, it it tends to think in very black and white or very absolute thinking. And so, for example, if you have a chronic illness, a lot of times people will prescribe diet and exercise, and they will be absolutely 100% certain that if you ate the right things, if you did the proper exercise, that you wouldn't have to worry about your health. And in fact, one of the things that the COVID pandemic has really made a lot of people think about is that you can be perfectly healthy in the Western society belief about what health is. You can appear to be doing all the right things. You can still get a very bad illness, which has long-term post-viral consequences that we now know as long COVID. And so... When you have this kind of dichotomy, this black and white thinking that, you know, you it's an either or situation, there's no shades of gray. And I think one of the things, especially those of us who are neurodivergent, those of us who deal with chronic illnesses, if you are involved in your own health and if you're involved in health, I think one of the things that many of us realize is that health is not cut and dried like that. Health is very much shades of gray. Health is very much a spectrum. And in fact, how you're feeling on a daily basis can change from day to day and hour to hour. And with that in mind, the Western model of health is very much a model about control. Control what you eat, control how you move, control how you think, A lot of our psychology, a lot of our psychological therapies, um, you know, CBT is all about controlling your thoughts. And in fact, there's an entire behavioral school of psychology that believes that if you only controlled yourself and behaved in the correct way, that you would not have any maladjustments, that you would not have any psychological problems. And again, I feel like we have to push back against that narrative because there are so many factors from socioeconomic situations to actual neurotransmitter brain chemical situations, developmental trauma, on and on and on. There's so many things that affect our mental health, 
Likewise, these things affect our physical health. And so we really can't say that one particular thing causes you to have good health or bad health. And again, I, I think we need to get away from talking about good and bad and talking about a general holistic wellness. How are you feeling? Check in with yourself. How are you doing? What is happening in your life? And not so much to assign it good or bad values, but to be aware of it, to be mindful and present about it. And then if it is something that you would like to change, to be aware of that and work to find ways to do so. So I, I think we, you know, that introduction there, at least to the physical and mental health world, talks a lot about control. If you can control your health, if you can control what you do, then you won't have any problems. And again, I've just said that is a very false narrative, and that's a very Western narrative as well. How does this tie into manifestation and mindset and energy work? One seems to be very much rooted in science, very much rooted in empirical evidence. The other seems to be very, well, for lack of a better term, woo-woo. And woo-woo is a term that some people have embraced. Some people see that as a negative thing, but it very much seems like something that you can't quantify, that you can't have empirical evidence for. Well, the truth is that Western thought about control and that Western belief that if you do all the right things, you will receive all the right rewards, that very much comes into play when we talk about manifestation mindset and the law of attraction. I have gone through a lot of money manifestation classes. I have gone through and, you know, followed a lot of money coaches who talk a lot about your mindset and how if you don't have your mindset right, you're going to block your vibes and you won't be able to manifest. And on one hand, I kind of get it. I mean, there's no kind of there. I get it. You have to be able to think about what you want, visualize what you want, and be willing to go after what you want. And your mindset, and especially whether you believe that you can achieve that or not, has a lot to do with your mental health around that situation. But I also think that one that's playing into that Western mindset of control, and that if you do all the right things, you're going to be okay. And... Two, again, it really doesn't take into account socioeconomic issues, trauma issues, all sorts of things that can really impact your mindset, how you're thinking about things, what you're thinking about, your manifestation abilities, and even your the law of attraction. Because the law of attraction basically states if you believe it strong enough and you do all the right things, you're going to get it. That is a very simplistic definition of the law of attraction. I have a lot of issues with law of attraction practitioners in terms of where the law of attraction actually comes from, as well as what is being sold. And again, what's being sold is that control. And what's being sold is a narrative that, let's be honest, in this age of late stage capitalism is a false narrative. And I could, I could go on for a very long time talking about that. But the whole essence of control 
is what's being sold. Now, you also could argue that the supposed customer for the money coaches, money manifestation, law of attraction, that that customer is most likely going to be female presenting or identify with the female gender. I don't see a lot of non-binary people in that space. I don't see, I don't see a lot of room for people who don't identify as women in that space. Um, if you are a money or manifestation coach that works with non-binary or trans individuals, I would love to know about you just because I would like to know that there's more people in the space that do that. But for the most part, the customer is going to be a suburban female woman who is well off that who has the money to drop 500, a thousand, 2000, $3,000 on these. So in some ways you could critique my critique by saying that these individuals aren't talking to those who are dealing with socioeconomic disadvantage. They're not talking to people who are dealing with trauma in their lives. They're not talking to the people that you're talking about kit. Well, that may be so, but the message they're still selling is a message of control. And when you're selling that control, that, that message of control, and again, whether that's dealing with your physical and your mental health or dealing with manifestation, when you're selling those messages and you're selling that false narrative, I think it doesn't matter who you're selling it to. I think what matters is that you call out what's being sold and then you start to deconstruct it for this day and age to make it accessible to individuals, especially accessible to marginalized communities. Because what happens is if you are not the ideal customer, especially for these manifestation and mindset coaches, if you are not their ideal customer and you speak up, the truth is you're probably going to get blocked from their Facebook group you are going to get pushed back and they're going to tell you it is your fault. And that right there is what is going wrong with not just how we're thinking about mindset and manifestation and the law of attraction, but also what's going wrong with our health and wellness. There's way too much need for control out there and way too much. It's your fault. If there's one thing that neurodivergent people, that people with chronic illnesses here way too much and quite often rather incorrectly is that it's your fault. You must have done something to deserve that. Um, you know, the, the phrasing God doesn't give you more than you can handle, which implies that, for example, if you are a quadriplegic, God must have done that to you. And then that starts to get into all sorts of theological issues, not to mention the health issues. It also completely bypasses any support needs that that individual have. When we start talking about control and that gets into it's your fault or you must have done something, that is the false narrative that is being sold. And I cannot say that enough. Uh, this episode is going to kind of come across as a rant. And I feel like it's a rant that needs to be said because 
I'm seeing a lot of people right now in the autistic space as autistic coaches who are not unpacking where a lot of the traditional coaching mindset, coaching, um, oh, I can't think of the word right now, sorry, but the actual coaching methodologies, they're not unpacking where some of those things are coming from and what some of those things are buried in. For example, I'm seeing um, ADHD coaches that are talking about, well, if you could just control your executive function, which sounds wonderful, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to lie. Good Lord, I think most of us wish that we could control our executive function. But the executive function, the brain is going to do what the brain is going to do. And what we have to do is be aware of what the brain is doing, be able to work with what the brain is doing, and if at all possible, make it work for us. Or barring that, if you're having just one of those days where the brain and the body is like, nah, we're done, we need a day or two to recuperate, then allow yourself that space and grace to rest and recuperate and do what you need to do. And in that case, there is no control. If you have a very busy day, and in fact, I'm recording this on a day after I had a very busy day. If you have a very busy day and your body, as, as you know, those of us who, who live with some very interesting bodies do, the very next day, your body says, okay, you need to rest. And then your body has very specific ideas. And to use myself as an example, you know, this morning I was trying to read my college work because it was on the to-do list and I'm trying to keep up. And what we were reading involved Greek myths and a Greek translation of a play. And my brain was like, no, (laughs) my brain was like, you can wrap your brain around this later today. I am not up for this. And you know what? I did the best I could. I got through what I needed to do and I also printed that out. And I think this weekend when I'm a little bit, you know, more rested, I can go through and read it again. That is working with your body. Could I have forced myself to read the 40 pages that I had to read? Sure. I could have that control. I could have forced myself to do that. But I also know that one that would bring about even more of a need to rest that would do more harm than good. And also I wouldn't absorb it anyway. So do what you can do and, and be comfortable with what you can do. Learn to accept that. And so when we think about the control, you know, Oh, just, you know, put those bad thoughts out of your mind or, Oh, just, you know, eat the right foods. When you have everything else going on in your life, then those, those quick fixes don't become so quick fix. And likewise, the law of attraction coaches, the money manifestation coaches, they are very quick to tell you that it is your fault for not being in an ideal socioeconomic situation where you can just think positive and somehow manifest a few thousand dollars because you have good connections and because you know what to do. Now, I am not giving up. I am not making excuses. I am being mindful and aware of my current situation compared to where I want to go. And I am making steps to move forward with that. I am working with my wellness, whether that's my financial wellness, whether that's my physical wellness, whether that is my manifestation wellness. 
and it's all wellness. I mean, that's why we're talking about the wellness wheel because our wellness is not just some neat little corner of our life. Wellness permeates every aspect of our life. And when we start to think about how wellness permeates every aspect of our life, then at this point, you can start to see how wellness isn't so compartmentalized. It's not so neat and tidy. It starts to get messy because a lot of things that we didn't think affected our wellness really start to affect our wellness. And so that's why I think everybody needs to let go of the narrative of control. Letting go of the narrative of control is not giving up. Letting go of the narrative of control simply acknowledges that there are things in our lives, there are things in our society, there are things in our culture that you do not have physical control over. And even if you are an uber capitalist and believe that, you know, work hard, get good rewards and all that good stuff, you can still believe in things like we can't control the weather. You can't control another person. You can't control a wild animal. There are things in our lives that are obviously not under our control. I remember um, growing up in Iowa, of course, you know, tornadoes are a way of life. And I remember telling, you know, my grandma at one point, we were um, somewhere, we weren't home, but we were somewhere where there was access to a TV. And so we were watching the, the tornado warnings. It was a bad, severe weather day. Um, I think we were in the hospital because one of my relatives was in the hospital. Anyway, um, I remember telling her, you know, there was a tornado warning for where our house was. And I was like, you know, even if we were there, it wasn't like we could stand outside and tell the tornado, hey, can you make a left hand turn here? And if we did tell a tornado that it would hit somebody else's house and we wouldn't want that either. We simply can't control it now everything turned out okay. So that was good, but it also was a good reminder that we can't control certain things. And so when you let go of the narrative of control, you start to surrender and not again, not surrender in a giving up sense, but you start to surrender and allow the universe to work its way through you. And that is where, and again, that's, that's why I really think the manifestation and mindset and energy working community is going about this all wrong because at some point you have to surrender because unless, you know, if you want to manifest yourself a ham sandwich and you have ham in your fridge and bread and cheese and all the condiments you want, sure. You have control over whether you walk yourself to the kitchen, make your sandwich, sit down and eat it. But if you really, really want that sandwich and you don't have that, you know, you don't have anything in your fridge and you, you know, aren't able to get away from work and go to the grocery store. If you're trying to manifest something, then you kind of have to surrender and see how the universe brings that to you. Now, there's a good chance you're not going to get a ham sandwich. And that also means that there's not anything wrong with you if you can't manifest yourself that sandwich that you really want. It just didn't work out. 
you know, at that point in time, but you also could have a neighbor that comes over. You could have, you know, a spouse or a family member that comes home and, or texts you and say, Hey, I'm stopping by the grocery store. Do you want anything? There are a million different ways for you to get the sandwich that you want. They could go to a subway chain, you know, whatever, you know, sandwich chain is in your local area. I'm going on way too long about this, but the, the truth is that you have to really just let the universe happen and work through you as, as opposed to trying to control it. The fact that you're not able to manifest something, the fact that you're not able to control your mindset to think hard enough and believe that you deserve something means absolutely nothing about you. It doesn't mean that you're broken. It doesn't mean that you're flawed. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It simply means that, to be honest, life is very random. Life is very chaotic and things happen. And that could also narrate over to our health and wellness, that things happen out of the blue sometimes that cause an impact to our health and wellness. And you don't have to think that it's your fault. You don't have to think that you couldn't control it. And so that is why I've gone on now for about 20 minutes and I don't want to, I don't want to belabor the point, but that's why the narrative of control, whether that's in our health and wellness, whether that's in our manifestation and energy work, that narrative of control is really what is wrong with a lot of the teachings out there. Because while there are some things that you can do, there are some things that can, you know, improve certain outcomes, we hope. There's also a lot we don't know. And there's also a lot that there may not, that there may not, oh, my brain's dying. <laughs> um, you know, there, there's a lot that may happen that you had no control over, or you could do all the right things and still have things happen. And I don't say that to depress you. Um, I don't say that to make things bad. I say that because I really think a lot of people need to hear that. And so as I wrap this up, I really think that you, you know, it's something to think about that the narrative of control is will, really what is wrong with a lot of the teachings that are out there. So since the brain fog is hitting very hard today, I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcast. Visit our website, like, subscribe, follow on all the social media. And if you can, check out the Chicken Yogi Club at club.chickenyogi.com. There is a free aspect to the community as well as our current Grow With Us special that's going on. And that these are some of the things that we'll talk about on those monthly journeys and how to deconstruct some of those thoughts and beliefs that we may have around health and wellness. Thank you so much. Until next time, don't forget to crow and flow. Thank you for listening to The Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by The Chicken Yogi, Kit Kalestow. Kit's passion is creating neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. We're not one-size-fits-all people, so why should your wellness be designed for everyone? Learn more at chickenyogi.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there for a free gift. Please follow the podcast at podcast.chickenyogi.com. 
Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Music is Running with the Horses by Purple Planet Music. Their website is purple-planet.com. This show is copyright 2023. All rights reserved by Kit Kalesto and Chicken Yogi. Thank you for listening.